one. And we are recording with the one and only Dr. Robert Malone on Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023, episode 1038, the first episode of the new year. And did you help me? Were you my first episode of last year? Perhaps. Was that my most viewed episode of all time? Perhaps. Was that a year ago today? Perhaps. And am I wearing the same sweater? Perhaps. Am I trying to do some black magic occult uh, ritual to maybe get my podcast more views? No comment. But with that, Dr. Malone, please describe what everyone knows who you are. Your book, Lies My Government Told Me, will be in the description, as always, all of your social media. But because I have you for a limited amount of time, please describe uh, the commotion that is going on right now. So uh, this, um, I don't even know his name, this uh, football player, uh, Damer Hamlin, uh, that suffered a cardiac arrest event on the field, I guess, in in the game last night, uh, Buffalo Bills, as I recall, uh, took a hard hit. And uh, it was a hard hit to the chest. Uh, and he got up, staggered, went down, and then um, what there was a rapid response and they succeeded in car cardioversion. Um, so uh, they succeeded in, in bringing him back to life, but after a period of time, it didn't come easy. And uh, he has since been taken to the hospital. I understand that he's more or less stabilized is what we hear from the press reports. I have no direct intelligence about his uh, condition, but uh, the speculation around whether this was a another cause unknown sudden death event uh, or was it uh, this um, phenomena uh, that that is uh, known as comedocortis uh, is is un unclear and uh, it is bringing out, um, let's say the best and the worst of the uh, internet community right now. Um, and uh, um, some of my colleagues uh, jumped into the fray right away. I can tell you, I took a lot of flack last night for not doing that. And I'm so glad I stuck to my guns and didn't and waited for a little more information to trickle out. Um, uh, so, uh, but I, I think uh, Dr. McCullough now is a is a, a well-established, highly credentialed uh, Reno cardiac specialist. Has my understanding is he made some casual comments to Steve Kirsch, who then amplified them, uh, and and uh, that triggered uh, pushback. Um, so did Charlie Kirk made what I think is an entirely appropriate comment, just noting the rash of sudden death in mm -hmm. young male athletes. Uh, but he got skewered by USA Today and, and much of the corporate media who seemed to be grossly overreacting and inferring that he was, I think it was kind of a, a um, projection or something psychological. I don't know what to say, but uh, where they all assumed that he was inferring that this was a vaccine-related death and, and so stating when in fact he absolutely didn't state that. And then we had uh, armchair physicians jumping in, uh, including sports medicine physicians, jumping in and uh, making diagnoses based on uh, only the 
uh, data that comes from the uh, video coverage of the event um, and the subsequent reports of the clinical history. Um, all of this, I mean, it, it's totally to the playbook. Once again, the two ch the tribes have split. Uh, there are those, it's really better to think of as a spectrum. Uh, there are those that um, are in the, uh, this is absolutely a uh, cardiac sudden death due to the jabs. Um, of course, they don't have any data as to when uh, the gentleman received a, a dose or how many doses he's received or any of that information. There was something posted on the web uh, from someone claiming to be his physician, uh, but that's been debunked, uh, um, who had asserted that uh, the the product had been administered uh, late last year, um, in the last week of December, but that that was that was determined to be a fraudulent account um, that since disappeared. Uh, so it's you know, and we have the the absolutely this was death by vaccine um, on one end of the spectrum, and the absolutely it wasn't death by vaccine at the other end of the spectrum. Uh, it's a little skewed the distribution. Um, uh, the corporate media seems to be all in pretty much on the absolutely this can't be vaccine related. And then there's the uh, the voices in the wilderness, such as myself saying, hey, guys, let's slow down a little bit. Uh, take a deep breath. Um, recognize the possibility that actually it could be both um, comedocortis and uh, vaccine related. Um, comedocortis uh the literature is sparse. Um, there are very few cases, uh, very, very few cases, only one in the registry that has to do with a football injury, American football injury. Usually it's, it's um, being struck uh, at, by a high velocity, small, hard object, such as a baseball um, or a hockey stick. Uh, um, the, uh, those that are um, in the, uh, this absolutely uh, must be comedocortis and can't be vaccine injury camp, uh, all discount the fact that football shoulder pads, modern football shoulder pads actually have a plastic chest protector that is integrated that covers the cardiac area that would disperse any um, uh, blunt trauma to the precardiac area. Um, uh, so, uh, um, you know, we're back in, uh, the usual, he said, she said, um, uh, with nobody actually having the data, uh, and, and, uh, everybody lobbing spitballs at each other. It's, it's, uh, so childish. You were referring to bullying behavior before we started the, the piece and, uh, and there's there's tons of that going on. I I did a hit earlier today with Charlie Kirk, who was really taken aback and appeared to be a little bit bruised from uh, the nastiness that he's getting. What you know, when I told him that he had to talk to his lawyer, that it looks like yet another case of malicious defamation. Uh, but um, you know, so it goes. This is the new battlefield, right? Over. It's uh yeah. I looked at his. I'll I'll, I'll pull it up. Uh, looked at his uh his tweet and it's uh what is it right here nope here we go this is a this is a tragic and all too familiar site right now athletes dropping suddenly 
It does seems pretty normal, right? And then if yeah. you look at the comments, it is just <laughs> pretty fair right. and balanced. <laughs> right. I feel like that's as much as a like diplomatic tweet as you could make, right? It's I mean any any when I recorded with him this morning, he shared the story, the context. He and wife were making dinner. Um, he was casually uh, watching the game. He's a big fan uh, with the sound off. And uh, um, he noticed some kerfuffle on the field. Then they cut to a commercial and then they came back and both quarterbacks were standing around. Uh, and, um, and it just looked absolutely abnormal. Uh, and then he composed this tweet uh, uh, which I thought was entirely appropriate. But uh, as you see from the comments, uh, gross overreaction. Everybody's ready to uh, to um, verbally assault uh, the other side. Or, or it seemed, frankly, Tommy, to be to be truthful. the The preponderance of the ugliness is coming from the side which asserts that. Uh, this couldn't possibly be due to a vac vaccine injury. Um, they're they're rabid on on that side of defending the products uh, in the face of all of the mountains of danger uh, data, including Ed's, Ed Dowd's book, which is pretty compelling. Uh, um, that that uh, something's going on here, and that was Charlie's position: is just that, hey guys, this ought to be looked into. Yeah. And it's uh, it is a weird thing when you say this is tragic and people jump on you and say, oh, you just hate Moderna. And it's like you just jump. That's like you ever you ever like been in a conversation with someone on a long car ride and the conversation kind of stops. But you keep thinking in your head and then it goes from topic to topic to topic. And then you bring up you're like, man, what was uh, what 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 was Sister Barnett's problem? And it's like a, a nun who was your fourth grade teacher. And your brother looks at you and he's like, the hell are you talking? Like the last thing you were talking about was whatever, the football game. It is kind of like that where you just float an idea. You're like, this is tragic. And they're like, says the guy who hates Pfizer. And you're like, how the hell <laughs> did yeah. you just go from A to Q? <clears throat> yeah. And it's and it does. I've I messaged a, a, a sports medicine doctor who I've talked to before. Even he had the most measured response. He said, I don't know. No one even knows if he's vaccinated. No one knows what's going on. Everybody wants to be a doctor. And that's that's exactly what it is. But we are this is this is a microcosm of, I suppose, what the new year is is and is continuing from last year. And it's obliterate the center. Just polarize, polarize like like there is no tomorrow. This is the the center is the. It's the no man's land of World War One. Shell it to oblivion. Make it the North Korean DMZ. And if you dare wait out there with an olive branch, you're gonna step on a landmine and or get shot in the face. And <laughs> I don't know if this is a good this is a good sign for the coming year. Ah, interesting point. I've I've I a lot of people are basically speculating that uh 23 may be quite ugly oh, God. Um, because because we've got to resolve what has transpired here uh and um and to do that the the stakes are huge 
uh, that um, uh, some people are going to be proven right and some people are going to be proven wrong. And there is are likely to be consequences. There, there will be legal consequences, um, uh, potentially criminal, but absolutely uh, um, civil cases. Uh, you know, what, what happens if uh, uh, Mr. Elon Musk continues to drop documentation that unequivocally demonstrates uh, that um, the First Amendment has been systematically breached uh, by the current administration in a, in a coordinated fashion. Like I keep saying, Tommy, and I'll say it again, uh, Steve Bannon just glossed over this. He wouldn't respond, uh, which is an interesting tell. Uh, what I said was, um, you know, what, um, what is, what recourse do we have if it becomes clear that uh, members of the administrative state, federal employees, from the highest level to the lowest level, have sworn to uphold uh, the, the Constitution, uphold and defend the Constitution, have uh, cooperatively conspired to subvert the First Amendment. What, what, is, what recourse do we have? What is the remediation? Um, and the only one that I think we have is uh, impeachment, and that's not going to happen in this Senate. So basically, we normalize uh, public officers uh, breaching, breaching their constitutional duties. Uh, and uh, that does not go anywhere good. Uh, but um, it, the public is going to have to confront at some point uh, what, what has transpired here and that we have had as I've said again and again, um, we have all been subjected to uh, military-grade psychological operations and fifth-generation warfare technology deployed against the citizens of the United States and most of the Western nations. Where does that go? I, that's, I'm, I'm perplexed in it profoundly. This is, this is deep from the heart for real. Uh, where does this go? Because I don't see, I don't see any easy way to resolve it. <clears throat> I've thought about this a lot, and for me, uh, COVID kind of pulled the veil back. And I don't think I'm a naive individual, which I guess is a naive statement. But the more I looked at COVID and the cooperation of uh, big pharma with the government and media, at first it's, oh my God, how do they do this? And then it's, I couldn't, you know, how in the world could the FDA and the CDC be so allegedly corrupt? And then eventually it starts to dawn on you that, um, like the first time I ever got caught drinking, Dad, this is the first time I've ever drank. Okay. And then the first time you get caught, you know, smoking pot, this is the first time I've really, I mean, really that we're just, we're just, we're just rolling double sixes every time you get to a point where you go, Hey, this has happened before. And I think you're lying to me and will never admit it, but it starts to dawn on you that, hey, maybe COVID is just we're seeing this. And the reason why they're so brazen is because they've been getting away with it for decades. And now all of a sudden, the uh, the uh, the opaque glass is all of a sudden clear and everyone's looking at it. 
And at first you have that shock value and rejection. The CDC couldn't do this. The FDA, look at it. It's a, it's a doctor in a white coat. And then you start to maybe look at Oxycontin or Suboxone or Thalidomide or, you know, unfiltered cigarettes. And you get that deep, uneasy feeling that, no, this is the first one you've caught. It can only then lead to, I cannot believe they were cooperating with Facebook and Instagram. And then you start to go, oh, yeah? <laughs> How far back does this go? Are they so yeah. brazen? Because they're so brazen. You go, this isn't a first-time offender. This is someone who's robbed a bank every Friday for 10 DARPA, years. And they have... DARPA created the internet, and they were thinking about what they were going to do with it from the very outset. But even then, but then you got to go back to like you look at after 9-11 when they're surveilling domestic uh, communications. Then you go back to I think it was called the the Black Vault. It was the predecessor to the NSA before World War Two was World War One, where they went to the heads of all like the telegram companies and were like, this is for now. And you're like, oh, man, this is this is this predates my grandparents by two decades. Yeah, that is what I think we're coming to, which is interesting. Because they're going to keep acting in this manner because they did it, their predecessors did it, and their predecessors did it. So where does this go? I don't know. I think right now the, the next event horizon is what happens when people start to understand how deep the roots go. I don't even yeah. – you're looking three steps ahead. I'm looking one step ahead. What happens? Do people break mentally? I, I don't know. Yeah, the cognitive dissonance is going to be extremely painful. It's the major source of psychological pain. Um, uh, you know, where, or, or is, is it just going to be normalized? Are, are they just going to say, yeah, well, so what? Um, just like I'm glad to give all my inner information, personal information to whoever is going to troll for it on the internet. And I'm just going to accommodate myself to that fact. Yeah. Just like the fact that, I so I'm I'm accommodated to the fact that my iPhone is probably spying on me on a continuous basis, um, yeah. given who I am and what I do, and I just accept that that's likely to happen. It it's always been in the culture in D.C. down uh, in the little people like myself um, that you you should always assume that anything that you say or write could end up on the front page of the Washington Post and act accordingly, right? So in other words, self-censor um, uh, from the get-go because the probability that anything you say uh, or write or these increasingly think um, will be uh, known by those who seek to uh, compile information. Uh, that's And I, I've come to accept that. Is that going to be what we're going to do is we're just going to accept the fact fact that the u.s government is deeply corrupted i think unfortunately that's probably like a 50 percent probability best scenario yeah. of uh i think you'll see i think there's a small percentage of people that truly don't have the mental horsepower and they'll just say you know well you're evil if you have nothing to hide i think there are a lot of people that will come to the conclusion of well 
you know, if you can't push back peacefully, the next step's violent revolution. And they're going, you can't well, that... end the national security. And I'm not calling for it. I'm saying it's a JFK quote, right? Those who make peaceful opposition impossible make violent revolution inevitable. And we saw it happen to him. And then the next step after that will be, well, this isn't your government of 1776. This is a national security state that can bully other nation states. What are you going to do? And it might lead to just, you know, it might, it might just be, yeah. hey, the, the world's dark. I, I got to bring my kid to school. I don't know. Yeah. I, know? I, I, that, that, I agree. That is the, um, the pivot, um, the, um, the moment in time, the hinge that we're at right now, and that door could swing either way. Yeah. And, um, and I think, uh, you, you made a comment that a large fraction of the population, you know, like they say, um, a little less than 50% of the population has an IQ of 80. Uh, not to be rude, but that's just the honest truth. Um, and uh, so there there are those that, and, I, and I'm frustrated by them, those uh, that communicate in the various chat rooms that can't be bothered to do a... a a browser search. Um, they can't be bothered to use anything other than Google. And when they when they identify information, they can't be bothered to read it. They'll just grab some little fragment that confirms their pre-existing bias and spit it out at you. Um, and they're not spending the time to try to think and, and process uh, the information that's even available to them. I still say the the only way forward is to do our best to educate and to empower people to think for themselves. But I do despair a little bit that uh, it's it's the labor of Sisyphus. <laughs> We're just yeah. going to be pushing that rock forever. <laughs> and the and the and most people I talk to about this. How, how old are you, Doctor Malone? I feel like I'm allowed to ask you that. You're a guy. Sixty-four. Okay, sixty-four. Most people I talk to about this, whether doctors or or tier one operators, they all kind of end with like, you know, well, I won't be here for it. And then I'm always kind of like, all right, well, I'm 32. And I'm like, I, I will be here for it. But I think I don't think we're going to see violent revolution. And I'm not just saying that to be uh, legally intelligent. I just don't think we're going to see it. But I also don't think that we're going to see a hundred percent of the population submissively take it. I think we're probably going to see some sort of schism, but unlike the physical schism we saw in the cold war where it's the iron curtain. I mean, it's literally trying to get across the border. You have the free world and then the communist world. Instead, I think they're going to be directly overlapped on one another. And I think the first wedge was vaccinated, unvaccinated. The next will be, uh, you know, what we're seeing already, right? Are you on Rumble or YouTube? Are you on Getter or Twitter? I think we're going to continue to see a a, a parallel society built on top of one another as separate as the English alphabet and the Cyrillic alphabet. They can still coexist in the same room, but they're going to be con carrying completely different information. And that would, I would imagine, over time, coalesce into a physical separation and i can my most if i had to put it all on it it would be and i've brought it up before 
I think it's going to accumulate in probably an actual new group of people. And this is really out there on Mars. And you gotta you gotta hear me out. I know we gotta wrap this up in a couple minutes, so I'll I'll try to keep it on Earth, no pun intended. You're you're just busy sucking up to Elon, I know. I, I hey, he won't come on here. I've tried to get him on here. I've I've pitched him <laughs> interviews with Apollo astronauts. I'm like, I have Joe Rogan can't interview this. He won't respond. That being said, <laughs> and I am trying to suck up on Elon because I'm still banned from Twitter. So go figure. But I always look back and you go, why in the world would people leave the most advanced place in the world in like the 1600s, 1700s, right? Great Britain, the head of the empire. And you go, why would you get on a ship? that takes three months to get to a new world that you might not even survive. And when you do get there, there's nothing there. There's no airport. You don't know what's there. Well, it's you... worse than nothing. It's a lot of nasty. Well, it's all, it's also <laughs> a lot, a lot of nasty. You're going to get killed. And if you don't, if you're not killed by the indigenous population, you're going to be killed by some bacteria or just the elements. The critters. And, yeah. No technology. <laughs> there's no, there's no phone to call back to earth to. And the only contact you are going to have with the former world is probably them coming to shut down your little insurrection. And you go, why in the world would educated people ever do that? And sure, you read it, freedom of religion and freedom of you. Okay. But then you look at where we are now. And I can only imagine that in 100 or 200 years, people will go, why in the world did people from the United States, educated people with access to the suburbs and Uber Eats and Netflix, why did they get on rocket ships that might explode? Best case will take nine months to get to a new planet. And if you get there, there's nothing there. You're probably going to die. And if you set up a new civilization, the only contact you're going to have with the old one is them coming to suppress your insurrection. And you would say to them, well, freedom of speech, because this world has gone mad. And I can only start to maybe understand what the people going on those ships believed why not you got nothing else to lose so that's so, my out there take we're going to Mars. Uh, once once upon a time we lived in this uh, bizarre community at davis california um that was kind of backwards it had a whole lot of common area and uh it was planted with edibles and one of the people that lived there was a gentleman named kim stanley robinson and if you're a Mars fan, I hope you've read his series that begins with the the Mars trilogy that begins with Red Mars. Uh, so you you might want to do that. Uh, okay. um, it it lays out a scenario, and this was written um, thirty years ago, uh, but it you know uh, Hugo Award winning uh, science fiction. Uh, and it kind of goes through in three volumes uh, evolution of the Mars community. Uh, it's it's gonna be pretty rough uh, for the first ones, but they're they're gonna have the benefits of uh, of you know first immigrant uh, that will be passed down to their children. Uh, but uh, I think Mars is is can be terrascaped. Um, I think that's that's viable. Uh, um, it's not gonna be an easy life, especially for the first few waves. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, in a world in which you find that you don't have much to lose, why the hell not? Um, maybe that's a goal. I don't know, but, but it's, it's worth thinking about for sure. No, no, but, but really, 
uh, and then you start to think on like these massive system of systems, every evolutionary DNA particle and cell and organism interacting together. This might be this might be what biospheres do. You don't leave the nest unless you're kicked out. We might if we had some God tier intelligence, we might look at this and go, yeah, that's the point. There's supposed to be this technocratic dictatorship. That's what makes you go to the next. And you go, oh, and you, when you're an adult, you go, oh, that's why my parents. You know, really that's it's me. your comments are uh, strangely optimistic. Um, I, I in try kind of a twisted way. Uh, and I and I, you know, I, I feel the need to cite uh, my heroes as I was growing up. I was an avid science fiction fan. Um, the cyberpunk genre genre, uh, Neil Stevenson's Sm Snow Crash. Um, uh, um, Kim Stanley Robinson, of course, uh, um, the cyberpunk genre, uh, has anticipated much of, uh, our modern dystopia. Uh, and, um, and I think there's a lot to be gathered, uh, in terms of insights from these folks that are basically just a generation before us, um, futurists imagining uh tomorrow's world uh they've already kind of explored intellectually a lot of a lot of the key issues that we're now grappling with in a real way um uh, you know the, a lot of the foundations of the internet uh, the idea of flash mobs uh you know many of the things that we now take for granted as as part of our reality were anticipated in those fiction genres and, and Snow Crash, many people cite as one of the most prescient of, of those novels. So I think uh, this is, uh, as we're here in the winter months, maybe we should compile a dystopia reading list. <laughs> or, or I had suggested um, when I was coming back from uh, Istanbul and we were stuck in an airport, I started corresponding. If I had, if I had my wish right now, I'd love to have a dystopia film festival. Oh God! In in which in which we brought together uh, a lot of these classic films, you know, uh, uh, Mad Max being an obvious one, and the Mad Max sequels. Uh, you know, uh, we we had these uh, Terminator, um, uh, all all of these, uh, and of course the Matrix series has has given us the metaphor that defines the last three years um with red and blue pills uh in the matrix i i uh i think it would be fun to to bring together these things and then juxtapose them with some of the alternative films that are coming out uh about uh the response to the pandemic and they're popping up from all over the world i i think that could be uh real fun uh and um, you know, if I had my druthers, we'd we'd do the film fest in Hollywood just to like poke a finger in their eye. Just to really, really, <laughs> it's you know, it kind of makes me think of, and I've always, I've brought this up before, but the like poetic analogies to a non-sterilizing vaccine is you push variants. I mean, you're squeezing Absolutely. the toothpaste tube; it shoots <clears throat> out. Hey, and stop that. That's conspiracy thinking. Oh, good. That has been debunked repeatedly. Um, uh, you can't say those things. 
Yeah, oh, that well, that was uh, you know, I I started saying that on Bannon forever ago. Oh god. And uh just got reamed and Navarro and I wrote an op-ed about this in the Washington Times uh which got resoundingly fact-checked by none other than Facebook. Oh. Uh, yeah. So there it is. No, I I so the the bizarre twisted thing is that um, folks like you and me that think kind of for a living um, can see right through this. And uh, I guess one of the benefits of recording um, as you do or writing as I do um, is that we're providing a document trail um, that hopefully will not get memory hold and will demonstrate that, no, you, I'm sorry, uh, Tony Fauci, you cannot fall back on the argument that no one could have imagined this would happen. That's the, you know, at a baseline minimum, uh, we've made it hard for them to make that argument. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on that note, let's break for now. Sure. Uh, come back uh, sometime in the near future. Uh, but I think in some, uh, the current debate about uh, commuto cordis versus vax injury, I think we can both agree that uh, let's just let um, the doctors uh, and the patient um, do their business, leave them alone, uh, you know, get the get the press out of out of the patient's hospital room and uh, um, stop trying to uh, diagnose and, and wage uh, information war against each other. Um, uh, you know, I, I think it's just, it's just bad um, and it's really dysfunctional. And, um, and the data are consistent. I personally, my bias is there's a high probability that we're gonna find that there was some preexisting vax damage, which lowered the threshold for the comedocortis event to occur. Um, and the literature shows pre-existing cardiac damage can make it so that a lower impact um, force can yield uh, the phenomena. And um, that's, if, if, if I had to bet, uh, that's, that's where I would be, I think, at this moment for this poor gentleman. Real quick, this is kind of fascinating. I wonder if we're going to see like a, some sort of Spartan duel between the power of pharma and the power of the NFL. If it turns out that it was Vax Ooh. or if it wasn't Vax, they're going to want to go football savage. And the NFL is going to come out and say, no, 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 no. This was Moderna. That's going to be an interesting battle. <laughs> yeah. That's like Ed Dowd trying to set up the pharma versus the insurance industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a, uh... It's a uh, well, you know, what's the last time someone took two uh, highly dense materials and and shot them at each other it resulted in a bomb? Was it the the plutonium pocket and the plutonium slug? That yeah. might be where we're going. So, with that, you know, seventy two hours into this new year, it's looking it's looking bright. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's looking well, fantastic. <laughs> if you're if you're a podcaster commentator, there's going to be a lot of stuff for us to opine on. <laughs> I the, we are we are the commentators at the end of the world. It's just uh we we provide we provide the entertainment as the plane is banking into the mountain. So <laughs> take it for uh, what you will. I don't know. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Yeah, we'll we'll see. 
Um, yes, sir. So thanks. Uh, I look forward to uh, um, a merry time uh, with multiple uh, future uh, opportunities to chat. Okay. Absolutely, Dr. Malone. Thank you so much. A happy New Year's. And all jokes aside, it's going to be a good year. I, I, I refuse to accept that it's going to be a bad year. If it's a bad year, I won't be here to witness it. I'll probably be dead. So I think it's going to be a good year. Have a happy New Year's, everybody. God bless. Dr. Malone, thank you so much. Your book, your social media, everything, as always, will be in the description. Take care.